a series of unfortunate sequels where we explore the highs and the lows of cinema's most enduring franchises. My name is Rebecca. And I'm John. And today we're talking about IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes' lowest rated movie in a Christmas Prince franchise, which is the third one, The Royal Baby. Yes, uh, exciting monumental moment having to go to Rotten Tomatoes for a second opinion after the scores were dead tied between the second and third Christmas Prince movie on IMDb. Yeah, this movie came out in 2019, so last year, uh, meaning we have watched this movie every year since it came out. Oh man, that's a sad way to think about it. I I choose not to. (laughs) So next year, (laughs) we'll have to make sure to keep the tradition alive. Uh, I did forget up until a certain point in the movie, I was legitimately like, have I seen this? None (laughs) of this looks familiar yet. Like pretty much until the other royal couple Mm. came up until that point. I was like, none of this looks familiar. I don't think I've seen. Oh, okay, I get it. I vaguely remembered a treaty and that was kind of it. I actually um, totally forgot the whodunit by the end like i thought it was somebody else the entire time same with the second one which i did watch i think yesterday at like 15 percent capacity like that's how much i was paying attention i was on my phone um i am glad i rewatched it though just uh recognizing a couple of characters oh. and whatnot it was kind of nice i didn't rewatch it so i recognized no one and nothing <laughs> yeah i watched that all on my own um i cannot remember the rotten tomato score but it was like i think at least 10% lower than the second one, which is really interesting. Because all these movies on IMDb, very closely rated. Even the first one was only like 5.8 or something. Yeah. Like, like the Expendables. And and honestly, having watched all three, yeah, I can see that. It's like three of basically the same movie, so I can see yeah. why. Yeah, it, it, to, to me, it makes it, this one's not any better or worse than the first or the second. Maybe, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, I already don't remember what happened in the second one. <laughs> You did just say you were watching it at 15%. I remember the face of the guy who did it. It was very boring. And like, so they all get a little political, or at least the second and the third one get really political. But at least this one's about like an ancient treaty that was taken and there's a curse. And like, that's kind of intriguing in like a dumb kind of silly way. But the second one is definitely like finances. You didn't want to learn about intergalactic trade routes? <laughs> wow, that Phantom Menace. <laughs> All right, anyway, uh this movie starts out with Amber still vlogging. I think every movie starts with her like that. Uh she's been queen for a year. We get a nice montage of that year with some great great green screen. Oh god, Whew. y'all the green screen. I see gamers streaming with better green screens. How did they fuck this up? Yeah, it really sets the tone for the rest of the movie. <laughs> There's a couple of green screen moments in this, so oh boy. I just I feel like anytime I see bad green screen now, unfortunately, I'm always brought back to Final Destination. I'm like, oh shit, something's gonna happen to wait, no, no, this isn't a final (laughs) destination. They're probably not gonna die right now. That's pretty funny to think about though. You just immediately get set into a panic if you see a green screen, even in a royal PG Christmas (laughs) film on Netflix. What if I click the wrong thing? It's like 20 days and 20 days later all over again. Yeah. <laughs> Most confusing trilogy ever. <laughs> Love both of those movies, by the way. Uh, we also learned she's been researching the history of the royal family in a little book. Uh, I wrote this down because I was pretty sure it was going to come back later, and it kind of does. 
Uh, so later there's a press conference. We see that Amber is very pregnant. They've been trying to update Aldovia, including changing the law about um, a male heir being the one to take over. So they've rectified that. And now just yeah. the next heir will take over the, the throne. Fixed it. <laughs> Fixed it. Done. Uh, the baby's due in January and they're going to be taking some time off in two days after they sign a treaty. The last royal thing they must do. Uh, I will say the most, the most believable part of this whole scene is every member of the press completely ignoring all political type questions and only asking about the baby. Yeah, yeah. I, they definitely are like um, ridiculing a little bit like the response to the royal family in England. I, I don't know anything about them. I, I could, I, I don't, they, I, some of them had babies. I really don't know anything about the royal family. <laughs> God, what do you even do with your time then? <laughs> Weirdly, a lot of people here in the States, like, do get very invested in, like, their family stuff. And I just, I don't understand. Uh, so later, they're back at the palace and Melissa, Amber's friend who lived in her computer, shows up. <laughs> She's out of the computer <laughs> She's now. Out of the She's computer. a real person. <laughs> She's in the second one a lot, too, and which I did remember. Um, she's dating Simon now. They meet at the end of the second movie. Amber and Richard, uh, a little concerned about this. They still don't trust him. Even though he did kind of prove himself trustworthy in the second one, but they're still, like, iffy. Because you can prove yourself trustworthy, but you really can't get rid of that punchable face. Yeah, he does have that evil face. Specifically the evil British face. Mm. It's, like, different. Yeah. But he was the bad guy in the first one, in case you aren't supremely familiar with the Christmas Prince, Prince movies. He tried to steal the crown, but he's back, and he's part of the family. <laughs> that crazy old Uncle Simon, <laughs> always trying to get the crown. Um, I did write down a scene where Amber's dad calls, and he's trying to, uh, well, he's about to visit from New York City, and he, I thought he was going to come up again, but he doesn't. Not until the very end of the movie he finally like arrives, but he's in the second one kind of a lot, so I was really surprised that he just had no other part in this. Yeah, I feel like he's got like two phone calls and an in-person scene at the end. And, yeah. and that's that's it. After they got this fun new actor for him, unlike the first movie. <laughs> they did kind of uh, make a joke about that, by the way, in the second one. Oh, did they? Yeah, Emily, the princess Emily. She was like, your father looks different. And he's like, oh, we shaved the facial hair. Like, <laughs> 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 uh, so I skipped the next three useless scenes uh but what about amber's perfect birth plan yeah <laughs> there's a, a bunch of scenes of amber and richard just like talking about having a baby soon putzing around yeah which is like very realistic but absolutely does not move the plot forward whatsoever amber does have like what seems to be like a 300 page book titled my perfect birth plan which it seems a little robust. It seems a little robust, <laughs> and she's just seen kind of flipping through it, but like starting from the beginning as if she's never opened this book before, and now she's going to start from page one uh, uh, like three weeks before the babies do. Yeah, it seems a little last minute, Amber. Get on your shit. They're busy, you know, royal families. <laughs> yeah, it was at this point, too, that I noticed how many scenes in this movie just abruptly end <laughs> with everyone in the scene giggling at each other. <laughs> It was very apparent when uh, Richard's mother, who was the queen in the first one, I do not remember her name. Uh, she just had a very distinctive, uh, very fake sounding laugh. <laughs> 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 it 
like the end of every scene all the time. Yeah, it was uncomfortable. I started counting. There's actually, so there's six scenes that just abruptly end with giggling. Honestly, it would have been way more, but I did forget that the movie takes a dark mystery turn <laughs> at a point and then people just stop making jokes. Yeah, most of those six scenes are from like the very beginning. Yes. But a lot of opening scenes when we're like not in the plot at all, they're just constantly laughing at, I think, what are supposed to be jokes. Yeah, it's kind of like a movie version of a laugh track where they like say <laughs> something that could be construed as a joke, but they have to laugh at it. So, you know, like, no, no, no. Yeah, that was a joke. Count it. Mark it down. <laughs> Uh, so the next important thing that happens, Amber gets a review of the treaty and how important it is. Uh, she gets this so we can know what the treaty is, I think. Although she seems to know what it is and has like those bad scenes of like, isn't that when blah, 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 blah? <laughs> Wait a minute. I remember reading about that. In the... <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this is called the Sentinel Treaty. It's between Aldovia and Panglia. They were in a long war that I can't remember how long it was. <laughs> Real long. Yeah. Uh, the two ki kings met up and agreed to sign a treaty on Christmas Eve. Uh, they still have this, uh, this old treaty. It's been passed down between uh, the two families, two royal families. And every 100 years it gets signed and it is now time to sign it again. Yay. Yay. We also get a fun scene around this point of Amber eating donuts. Like I'm a like... fucking crazy person. I'm really very confused by this scene. So she's like sitting outside and she has a box of donuts and Richard comes to find her and she like tries to hide the box of donuts. And then he's like, don't judge my cravings. She's just eating regular donuts. Yeah, they're just like regular, they're not like anchovy donuts. Or they're just, yeah. those are just things that regular people eat, Amber. Yeah. Like, am I supposed to be ashamed if I eat a donut and I'm not pregnant? You should be ashamed if you only have one donut and you're not sharing with me. That's true. And Richard takes two and starts housing them. That guy probably hated donuts by the end of filming this scene. <laughs> uh, so Amber is warned that Panglia is very traditional and the treaty is locked up and sealed for now. We kind of get a lot of talk about Amber trying to like update the very traditional royal family stuff. Yeah. And the, the hoity-toity lady from the first and second movies does not like changing tradition. People called her uptight and she's like, I'm not uptight. I have my carefree moments. Why? I had one last Sunday. <laughs> oh. <laughs> she was like way worse than the second one. I, I remember a lot of the plot being about how she wouldn't let Amber do like anything as they're trying to plan the wedding. And then in this one, they're like, that's boring. She'll just be in the background and crack a joke every <laughs> once in a while. It's a good call. Yeah. It makes her more likable. <laughs> I remember hating her in the second one. Yeah. Uh, so the next day, the Panglian, Panglians arrive. There's a big show as they kind of meet in the middle of a red carpet. Uh, Richard was supposed to do the greeting. That's tradition. But they're silent for so long that Amber's just like, hi. <laughs> it was real awkward. Yeah. Like, Amber's told, like, the king will, you know, greet them traditionally. And they walk up and Richard's just standing there smiling at uh, King Tai and Queen Ming and... I would have said something too. Yeah. I'm just, she's she's fucking nine months pregnant, almost standing there in the she's winter from New York. Yeah, she's from New York. <laughs> uh, so the new this new king and queen, Tai and Ming, have a helper with them. Her name is Lin, and Simon seems to know her. I knew right away that I remembered right away that she was important. She's the one who I thought was the 
person who stole the treaty the whole time. Oh, you fell for the bait, I see. I just, like, forgot. Once they really started laying in on the fact that it was Lynn, I was like, oh, was it not her? But when I immediately saw her, I was like, oh, isn't she the one who steals the treaty? They did put a lot of, like, I won't even call them red herrings, because red herrings, I feel like, are supposed to mislead you in a way that, like, makes sense. Lynn does a lot of things that don't make sense from the context of her being a good guy who's also working with Simon to do good stuff. Like, like why bring... Well, we'll get into it later, I guess. Yeah, they're, like, super <laughs> secretive about things that don't need to be secretive. But anyway, later there's, like, a, I guess, a welcoming party or something. Uh, Simon and Lynn are very flirty in front of poor Melissa. They're talking so close their nose touch, their noses touch. Really? With her right... Like, right there. I miss that. So boxed out of the conversation <laughs> by the fact that they're just... <laughs> uh. It's frustrating because I like it when things, especially romances, can portray, like, a heterosexual man and woman being friends. But so often they just, like... Like, this relationship is much closer than you would have with any friend. Like, phys- like you know what I mean? Like, like, we've had two movies with Simon and he has not touched, like, anyone. <laughs> And yeah, he is super touchy-feely with Lynn. Like, I know when they're playing a board game together, they like, they high-five, but then they hold hands after high-fiving for like several seconds. Yeah, that's weird. And not even like, like this, like intertwined fingers type thing, just like palm to palm, palm to palm, holding hands for a few seconds. When they walk around the castle together, he's always got his, like, hand on her lower back. Like, he's just super touchy. <laughs> In a way that he's not with anybody else. Yeah, but... In- including... Uh, Melissa. Melissa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so at this party, Amber's talking to Queen Ming and says that she thinks that they should add their signatures to the treaty. Traditionally, only the kings have ever signed it. Uh, Ming doesn't seem super receptive receptive to this idea. Yeah, she. it's clear she doesn't, like... She specifically mentions when Amber's like, oh, I mean, you should really get credit for all the cool things you do. She's like, well, I don't do them for the credit. (laughs) Well, fine. Things get quiet. (laughs) Uh, So Andy and Sahil arrive. Sahil was the wedding planner in the second movie. And Andy was Amber's other friend who lived in her computer. He's now also free of his computer life. (laughs) Free from the confines of the screen. (laughs) They, like, uh, plan parties together now. They don't, like, say they're a couple, and I feel like by the end of it, they're not. But, I like, are they not a couple? I legit thought they were. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know enough about the second movie to know, like, how that one ended up. If I were to take it just based on this movie, I would definitely not assume that they were a couple. I would have until there's a point where Andy is like, I work with the guy. I know what he's like. Rather than being like, dude, he's my boyfriend. I know what he's like, <laughs> you know? Yeah, so that, they weren't I, staying in the same room either. Yeah, so it, that I think paints that they're just business partners, but... I was just confused. Again, because it's a romance movie, and if two people you are near each other... people are going to pair up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, they're here to plan the baby shower, though. Uh, that night, the treaty is stolen during a snowstorm. King Tai and Queen Ming learn the next day that all flights are canceled, so they're not sure how they're going to get home after signing. Uh, at the signing, pang- the Panglians reject the Queen's signing the treaty idea, and then they discover the treaty is missing. Oh, no. no. Who saw this coming? Conspiratorial gazes between Lynn oh and God. Simon. <laughs> yeah. 
And there's this obvious, like, zooming in on everyone's shocked face. But the problem is there's, like, nine people in the room. And they do it, like, one at a time. It takes forever. And the music goes up every time. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. By the end, only dogs can hear this sound. Uh, they realize, though, that no one's been able to leave since the blizzard, so the thief must still be among us. It's like Clue, but the stakes are way lower. Is this what Among Us is? Yeah, this is exactly what Among Us is. It's a spinoff of A Christmas Prince <laughs> 3, The Royal Baby. I fucking knew it. <laughs> uh, so Amber and Richard... I, why did I write this down? So they ask Simon to entertain the king and queen while they go look for the treaty... There's just so many useless scenes after this that I didn't care about at all. Yeah, there really is. And they, they still don't trust Simon at this point. They have Emily keeping an eye on him. Melissa assures them, like, no, 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 he's cool. Like, you know, we're pretty close. But they're like, you don't know Simon like we do. And then Melissa's like, no, you don't know Simon like I do. But one of them's wrong. <laughs> I can't both be right. <laughs> And I'm willing to bet it's his family that's known him his whole life. Yeah, I mean, Amber hasn't known him that long, but she's also, like, Melissa's also been dating him for, like, a year, which is kind of, a, like, a while, you know, especially as an adult, but I don't know. Long distance. Yeah, maybe. Uh, so after a bunch of scenes where they play games and putts around and other stuff, uh, Richard's mom says that the treaty has to be signed by midnight on Christmas Eve, so in, like, three days or something. Or the Aldovians and Pangolians will technically be in war, although they also, neither of them have, like, a standing army. <laughs> I love treaties with arbitrary time limits of times they have to be signed every... hundred years. hundred years, or countries go to war. <laughs> yeah, to add to the stakes. <laughs> Princess but if Emily, that weren't enough... <laughs> Emily also learns that uh, a curse was put in this treaty as well. Uh, it will fall upon the king and queen's firstborn if the treaty is not signed. Quick question. <laughs> Just one. Is it only the Aldovian's child or is it the person who fails to meet the treaty's end? Does this mean Tai and Ming's firstborn child would be cursed? I think it's the person who is current, who currently has the con or the the treaty. The person who currently is in possession of the treaty, if it's not signed, okay. then their firstborn will be cursed. I guess that makes more sense. <laughs> I guess the bigger question is, why did so many people in this movie hear that there would be a curse? And then be like, yes, that is a reasonable thing that might happen. <laughs> and not, oh, maybe that's a superstition. <laughs> yeah, so a bit later, Emily uh, tells Amber about this curse, right? As Amber has decided to give up searching for the treaty, I guess. Um, and Amber, who is like a cool, logical person in all of these movies, instantly is like, even if it's a small risk, it's a risk that's too great. <laughs> like, No, it's no risk, it's Amber. It's no risk. It's no risk. What do you mean? Richard's the only one who's like, guys, no, <laughs> there's not a curse. It's, it was written like 400 years ago. What are you talking about? Yeah. A Amber forgets just immediately that she is a journalist. Yeah, I get like, you know, being a parent can change you and whatnot, but it was so out of character for her after seeing three movies of this character. And I, they were trying to make some kind of like 
time limit on signing this treaty because the movie, I guess, didn't have any stakes. Yeah, because they were like, you know, the kings and the queens, like they were friendly with each other. Like it was kind of if the contract or if the treaty timed out, like you get the idea that they'd be like, you guys cool. Like, I'm cool. We can extend a little bit. They're not going to start like attacking (laughs) each other. They know that. So I'm trying to think of something that could have made it better, and I'm just not sure. But this didn't work at all for not me. Not this. This no. wasn't it. <laughs> this was hilarious. I mean, it added a lot of comedy to the movie, but I don't think that was on purpose. Uh, Amber wakes up that night from a nightmare and starts reading up on old royal family drama. For some reason, I don't know. And she also wakes up Richard for it. What However, a good sport Richard is. I know. He's like, yeah, I guess He's I'll like, wake okay. up and read this fucking history book for this curse that isn't real. <laughs> L- luckily, though, she does stumble upon the one story in this 5,000-page tome. <laughs> Which had to have been one of many tomes about <laughs> history, too. It's something about a love triangle in the royal family in the past that led to somebody being poisoned, and that's all I really got. I never really... I don't know. It's more than you probably even needed. I mean, I guess it is the reason why the treaty was stolen, though. (laughs) Now, I don't remember if it was at this point or not, or whether it was shortly after, but we have, like, this little scene with um, uh, Ming and Tai and Lin, and they're kind of talking about the treaty Mm, and about how it needs to be signed. And then Lin is like, oh, hey, guys, just an idea, but uh, what if... They did this on purpose to try and force us into negotiating other terms. And then Royal, then, you know, Ming Tai-ing. and Tai were like, oh, that would suck. But like, why the fuck would she say that? She's been working with Simon on like this financial deal, like this whole fucking time to yeah. like try and help both nations. Like this whole scene was just here. She's just kind of working against her own (laughs) ultimate goal here for no reason. To make her look suspicious. And also, like, at no point do Richard or Amber ask for negotiations or ask for anything. Yeah. Like, what would they renegotiate? What's The treaty is even just like, we're not at war anymore. What are they going to put in it? Yeah, I have no I have no clue what is what type of terms are in this contract other than we won't fight each other, which was pretty much a given anyway since neither of them have standing armies. Yeah. Uh so it's the baby shower time. It goes on for a while. Uh Emily says that the treaty was stolen 200 years ago and the thief was caught, taken to the dungeons and he still haunts it. <laughs> That's really the only thing that happened at the baby shower that was at all important. It was very nice, though. Yeah, they played a bunch of baby shower games. That was fun. We got to see a bunch of baby pictures of people who were in the movie. Yeah, and it was definitely, like, their actual baby pictures. It was adorable. Oh, yeah, it was cute. It was pretty cute. Uh, So Lynn and Simon sneak out. Um, Meanwhile, Richard and Ty are talking while trying to build the crib, because apparently Richard has to build his own very complicated crib. (laughs) Yes, this is is royalty in a nutshell, I guess, uh, with, you know, two kings trying to build a complicated crib. And then uh, a queen downstairs getting presents from from subjects. <laughs> yeah, uh, Ty says that he uh, really wanted Ming to sign the treaty, actually, but she's the one who didn't want to do it. Just showing us that like Ty's not being a dick. Ming just didn't want to sign it because <laughs> he doesn't really have as much of a role as Ming, I would say. So it was nice to smooth that over. 
Uh, so we catch up to Simon and Lynn. They're being very, very sneaky and weird. He throws a paper away. Melissa had followed them and watches. She doesn't look at the paper. She just runs in and confronts Simon. They don't really have an explanation or a conversation. She's just like, Amber is right about you. Oh, she's not British. Amber was right about you and leaves. And, and that's that. Uh, she brings uh, the paper to Richard and Amber and shows them that it's a paper that details all of Aldovia's debt to Panglia, which uh, Richard says should be paid off soon by like the spring based on their booming economy. Yeah, and what they essentially take out of this is that the debt should be paid off by spring, but if something were to happen with the treaty, and I guess this is one of the terms of it, then mm-hmm. they would have to pay off the rest of the debt immediately. Ah, that's right. Um, and they're assuming that maybe Lynn and Simon are going to use that influx of cash to to benefit in some way. It's not 100% clear, but some for some reason they think Simon and Lynn are going to get that cash instead of Panglia. <laughs> right, <laughs> the actual... Well, the, the, Ty does mention that he leaves a lot of stuff to Lynn. I don't even know who Lynn is. She just seems to be some kind of advisor who makes all of the important decisions. I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't it's it's a bit of a reach, but is it more of a reach than a curse? It is not. Nothing is. <laughs> have we even have we talked about the their doctor by the way yet? No, cuz we did sk- <laughs> I skipped all of those scenes. Their doctor is oh, great. Oh my god. So it is a very, she has a very uh, power of positive thinking doctor, which is exactly what you want when you're giving birth, I'm sure. Yeah, you don't want someone with like science or reason or facts. No, 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 no. What you want is a doctor who lets you know that contractions, they don't exist. (laughs) There aren't contractions. There are just surges. Mm. Yeah, and these surges, you know, as long as you think about them in the right way, they give you relaxation and pleasure and love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just a surge of energy to deliver the baby. Yeah. I really hate, I mean, everything. But <laughs> I see this in so much fiction, this, like, demonization of the idea of a medicated birth. And it's just not based in logic at all as someone who has done a lot of research because, you know we want to have a child (laughs) and I you know I was like well let's look into it it's just it's so frustrating no doctor would say this to you she was like it's possible to have a painless birth just think it it's like no take an epidural (laughs) like what are you talking about this is the best doctor the royal family could afford well they are in debt maybe (laughs) that's true maybe this was the best doctor they could afford uh the next day dogs are brought in to find the treaty they're gonna smell the treaty out Sure. (laughs) Uh, Ty and Ming realize they're going to be able to leave that night because the airport should be opened and the snow cleared. Just putting more like, we must find the treaty right away. Uh, Everyone goes to the Christmas market while the dogs work to not distract them. Ming sees that everyone seems to love Amber and Ty tells her that she should take more credit for what she does to Panglia. For Panglia, not to Panglia. And we Mm -hmm. get a nice ice skating scene here. Uh, Unfortunately... Amber can't ice skate because she's pregnant. So instead, King Richard uh, pushes her around the ice on a chair. And they're very surprised. They're like, oh my god, I can't believe they let us come out onto the ice in a chair. <laughs> like, 
you're the queen. Right? <laughs> Who the hell is going to say, uh, no, you cannot go out on the ice on a chip. Who do you think you are? Yeah, it was pretty funny. Uh, there's then an, a nice archery scene. We get one of those. Amber's apparently a pro. During that, they get news that the treaty wasn't found, so Amber immediately faints because it is now the 1800s. The curse. <laughs> the curse. <laughs> um, she gets a bullseye while doing it, though. <laughs> they go back to the palace, and Amber goes into labor. The doctor is called and crashes her car on the way to the palace. Just fucking immediately. <laughs> She's just speeding down this snowy road. There's no one else on the road. I can't stress this enough. She swerves her car into a snowbank because an owl flies past. Fine. Okay. Sure. Sure. Uh, So Ming says that she'll help Amber. She used to uh, volunteer at the hospital uh, in the maternity wing, I guess. And uh, they've canceled their flight. And Richard leaves to pick up the doctor. On horseback. On a horse. (laughs) At some point, while riding through the forest, we hear a wolf. (laughs) Like a callback to the first movie where I had to scare a wolf off. And King Richard just looks into the distance and says, not tonight. (laughs) It's really funny. And then rides away. I don't understand. (laughs) I like to think that at some point, Maybe he was turned into a werewolf. And like, <laughs> no, my brethren, not tonight. I'm on a task. My pup is on the way. <laughs> uh, so Amber has Emily and Emily's mom, whose name I can never remember, search the dungeons for some reason. They get locked into a cell instantly. I've been playing a lot of Phasmophobia, so I was like, it's a ghost. We finally, after three movies get a dungeon payoff it is mentioned in the second one actually but is it shown because it's mentioned in the first um, one too you know i don't remember now even though i watched it literally yesterday can't stress enough i watched this yesterday <laughs> yeah they've been talking about this dungeon on and off for two movies now so we finally get the goods hell yeah uh emily and her mom find the treaty in the cell but they're still locked in and richard returns with the doctor uh, Emily and the mom free themselves. I don't want to talk about it. And they bring the treaty back <laughs> upstairs. So Amber uh, goes on a speech about how she figured out who the thief is. It was Mr. Little. Who's Mr. Little, you might ask? A guy who works there that I didn't talk about because he's not in any relevant scenes. Well, he is in a few relevant scenes. Yeah. He was the person who escorted the dog into the castle. It's true. And he was the last one to close the scroll. Honestly, it's a wonder they didn't suspect him <laughs> earlier. True. I guess he's he's been working for the royal family since he was a lad, according to him. He talked about it earlier. Was he in the other movies even? He might have been. I think so. Yeah. I think, I, think he, I think they paired him up with the hoity-toity lady. Yeah. Not anymore. Fuck this guy, I guess. He's a descendant of the poisoned person and had a blood oath to get revenge for... The guy who got poisoned. I don't remember. I don't even know what... What was the goal of his... He didn't even seem bought in with the goal of his revenge. They were like, why would you even do this? It doesn't make sense. He's like, look, I swore an oath. I fulfilled the (laughs) oath. (laughs) Yeah, he was like, I didn't even know about the curse. I would never want to harm you. Like, what? What?" Again, come on, people. (laughs) Stop taking the curses. This is the thing. Like, I never would have done this if I knew there was a curse. 
Yeah, so they all apologized to Simon. Uh, he and Lane were working on some, like, economic treaty stuff that we kind of talked about. Uh, Simon was also being suspicious because he was hiding an engagement ring, and he proposes, and Melissa says yes. Ta-da. Yeah, Melissa went straight up from, I do not trust you, to, yes, I will marry you in 2.5 seconds. Yeah, it was real quick. It was a nice ring, probably. I wasn't looking. Probably. I mean, he doesn't seem like someone who cheaps out. <laughs> Uh, so the treaty gets signed, and uh, Ming wants the queen to sign, so they all sign it. The baby's born. It's a daughter. The end. Did we talk about when they squeeze Simon balls? No. Amber oh, okay. is uh, on a yoga ball, and Simon feels bad for her, so he approaches and gives her stress balls and says that he squeezes them sometimes when he's stressed. <laughs> Thanks, Simon. Um, I mean, it is kind of sweet. But... At this point, ever. People were still pretty sure that Simon was the one mm. responsible for stealing it. And then he gave her those balls to squeeze. And then everyone in the room kind of softened and was like, oh, Simon. <laughs> Maybe he is a good guy. <laughs> yeah, I do. Uh, one thing that also bothered me in her delivering the baby. So she's like, they signed the treaty. Amber's like laying in bed. She's been having contractions. They've been timing them. They're like five minutes apart. And then she looks at her doctor and goes, it's time. And the doctor's like, oh, and jumps up. Why did Amber know it was time to push? Was her doctor not checking her vagina for how dilated it was? This is not how things work. It's that she felt the curse rescind (laughs) and was like, okay, okay, I feel it. It's go time. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, like, pregnant people do realize when, like, it's time to push. But I feel like a doctor is probably more in tune with that. Not this doctor. (laughs) I was going to say, probably a doctor would be, which I'm not convinced this lady was. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, that was a Christmas Prince royal baby. How'd you feel about it? I feel like the same way you felt about the first one, I assume. Yeah, I mean, it was a little... I, I can see why it was slightly lower rated just yeah. in that God, e- even the cur- like the curse thing was just such a thing that they just threw in there that made no sense. And everyone acted like it did like, yeah, but I mean, other than that is, yeah, there's definitely like a couple of scenes where Amber's like, sit down. I have something to tell you. And it's literally just like talking about how her baby's cursed in which they should have just been concerned about her at that point. It's true. Uh, yeah, it was less, it was for sure less lighthearted, I think, than the first one. Mm. Um, there's a lot more drama for the sake of <laughs> drama and not in the kind of contrived way that the first one had, but in more of like a less of a people don't do this in real life and more of a nobody ever does this ever. <laughs> Why is this? <laughs> yeah, like there's definitely some very soap opera e dramatic moments in the first one like richard's adopted and uh, that's basically it i think one of the only other twists and simon's trying to steal the throne it's you know it's very dramatic but they're all plausible yeah um this one not so much and i could maybe even maybe maybe handle amber being slightly concerned about a curse because she's gonna be a new mom she's really nervous fine but everyone else, like, I mean, a couple people are like, Amber, you know, it was just written a long time ago. Like, people do say that. But the amount of people who, like, take it seriously is too many because it's more than one. Yeah. And even the people who don't take it seriously, like, even the king was like, oh, the chances of that being real are infinitesimal. 
We're like, no, they they don't exist. <laughs> yeah, they're zero. They're zero. I feel like Ming handled it kind of well, where she was like, it's nothing to worry about. You know, in old treaties, sometimes things like this kind of made their way in. It's <laughs> like, sure. Yeah, I mean, they try to do some progressive stuff in, like, updating the ancient traditions and stuff like that. And at the end, Ming and Amber have, like, a really sweet moment of, you know, being queens and moms. And <laughs> Yeah, that was nice. They want to talk about, uh, you know, having, like, a plan for their countries for people who, you know, have babies, which is lovely. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> but, yeah, there's definitely just a bunch of... Really, really nonsensical crap <laughs> that I, I didn't need. It could have been much lighter and much lower stakes. I would have still been invested. I agree. Yay. So what do you rate A Christmas Prince, the royal baby? I would rate A Christmas Prince, mm-hmm. the royal baby. Mm-hmm. Sorry, A Christmas Prince 3, a royal baby. I don't think they have the number three in it. <laughs> Two red herrings. Oh, Okay. One fake ghost and a partridge in a pear tree. Oh. Or an owl. I'm going to switch it to an owl since an owl is what caused the crash. <laughs> the owl is what caused the doctor to <laughs> swerve off the road randomly. Yeah, which was super important to the plot because she didn't make it to the birth in time. Oh, wait, no, she did. Yeah, that's true, actually. <laughs> why? Why was that even in there? <laughs> so this so the king richard could have a showdown with the wolf so you can ride away on the horse it made no sense at all like they could have just because there there are some moments where amber and ming are kind of bonding while they're waiting for richard to come back with the doctor but they could have had that while they were waiting for the doctor who didn't crash into nothing i don't know i would rate a christmas prince the royal baby uh, one Queen Ming and King Tai, because they were a lovely couple, and I quite liked them. I quite liked I them. I quite liked them. Can we tell I just watched a British movie? <laughs> I would also rate it... An Aldovian movie, just where everybody is British. I would also rate it a bunch of really nice Christmas decorations, although it made me feel bad about my christmas decorations your christmas decorations are wonderful <laughs> thank you honey you don't have a party decorator doing your christmas decorations <laughs> i'll also give it the fact that amber's friends are free from their prison of the computer that was a really great plot twist i'm glad that they're out of there yeah Whew. i didn't think they'd make it out <laughs> I want to i want to see the movie where they fought their way out of that box <laughs> they untroned or whatever <laughs> I'm going to subtract uh, the doctor. Just everything about that whole stuff. The fact that they refused to use the word contractions and called them surges. And Although that Ming was normal. uses the word contractions. She does. And then they correct it. We prefer to think of them as surges. No, it's a fucking contraction. You know at that point Ming would be like, uh, I had three fucking kids. They're contractions. <laughs> You know, she was thinking it. She was just too polite and royal to say that. I'm going to add another Queen Ming because she was great. <laughs> and I guess that's my rating. That seems high because Queen Ming was so wonderful. It's pretty high. Yeah. I did the doc. The, all the stuff the doctor said is a lot, though. Oh, I'm also going to take out a curse. What the hell? I think it's the first time I've ever hated a curse plot in a movie. <laughs> Normally that shit's my jam. Yeah. Because if you tease a curse plot... 
Give us a curse. Yeah, I want to see that shit. Give me a demon baby. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to be a Christmas Prince 4. <laughs> what was that called, you think? The Royal Demon? Um, Because hmm. it's Royal Wedding is the second one. Royal Baby's the third. I feel like it's supposed oh. to be a royal something. Royal pain in the ass, if you ask me. All right, so thank you for Ayo. listening. <laughs> uh, not sure what we're doing next week. Probably another Christmas movie. Woo. We haven't decided which yeah, one. We'll pick a good one, maybe. We'll pick we'll, we'll pick a we'll one. Pick, we'll, <laughs> well, we'll pick one good one and one bad one, I guess, as, <laughs> oh, oh, as following oh. with the <laughs> trend. I want one that has more of a discrepancy between the first and the third, because we haven't had, seen that in a little while. Expendables, they were really close, too. We'll have to pick a good one. So the... <laughs> God, we'll need to pick one that has like a really obscure sequel. Mm, or a couple of really obscure sequels. I wish Jingle All the Way had multiples. I mean, they have two, just not three. I know. Same thing with The Christmas Story, I think. Mm. I mean, maybe one day we can make the decision to do two movies that just have two. <laughs> Someday. Yeah. Until next time, watch the best. And save the rest for us. Not today, Wolf. <laughs> oh!